Hi, and welcome to Fido, an audio adventure into fiction, folklore, and fairy tales. I'm John, your host, and thanks for dropping in. I have a little surprise for you. It's fairly last minute, but I decided to participate in Folktale Week this year. To be honest, I only found out about it recently, and it's been going on a number of years at this point. But being that this is a show celebrating fiction and folktales, I thought it would be fun to try. Basically, I'll be releasing a very short episode every day this week, each day featuring a different prompt. I'll be writing, recording, and releasing each episode in a day, so I think it'll be a really exciting creative challenge. Also, I decided that it would be a great chance to play around in the new mythos that I helped create with Bob over at Bob's Short Story Hour, so before you listen to these upcoming episodes, you may want to head back and listen to either Bob's Short Story Hour, episode 100, or Fido, episode 74. And also, if you get inspired, you could even participate in the Split Stone Saga. And now, written by yours truly for Folktale Week 2021, Moon. December 21st, 2010. Snow crunched beneath my feet as I picked my way through the dense expanse of old-growth forest. I relished each footfall in the quiet night, the heavy crystalline blanket muting, capturing each step I made. Beyond that, and the occasional squall of a distant coyote, I heard only my breaths close in my ears, bound inside my hooded parka as I was. I had heard much of these woods in my youth, much of magic and much of ancient people. A dozen times I had walked in this forest in awe of the fullness of summer, the nurturing rebirth of spring, and the waning fall. But never had I dared brave the cold, biting heart of deep winter. The winter solstice. Often I'd heard the stories of the big woods and the split stone that lay there, forgotten by time and memory. A story passed down in my family, well beyond anyone's ability to recall the true origin, told of that stone's ancient power and purpose. And it was said that on the shortest day of the year, when the pull was greatest on those old flows of magic, the stone's nature could still be perceived. And so... As I stepped through those old woods toward the older stone that shrugged like the shoulders of a titan out of the earth, I hoped against hope that those stories might be proved out before my very eyes. Somewhere off to my left I heard the sharp bark of an animal. I didn't recognize it, but it was different than the coyotes, a cry I knew well. Those yowls will chill the blood, but it's easy to toss aside the noise of an animal that has no real interest in human interaction. This felt like something else. The shrill report came again, bursting out of the muted night, closer and further ahead of me. It was either a second of the same animal, or it was the same animal moving at some incredible speed— I stopped my forward progress, halted by a melange of caution, curiosity, and burgeoning fear. For a matter of seconds I stood utterly still, waiting for the next bright yelp, and wondering if it would be in a different place, behind me, or worse, nearer. 
In the moments that followed, time seemed to stretch out. In the far distance, its top and edges highlighted by the pale, bright light of the full solstice moon, I could just make out the split stone. I felt my leg take a step toward the stone, but I couldn't recall making the decision to do so. And after half a dozen further unbidden strides, I heard it again, this time ahead to the right. Somehow my feet continued to carry me forward toward that ancient granite sentinel. The air around me, cold and biting against my lips and cheeks, seemed to grow denser and I felt the hair on my legs and arms try to stand up, wrapped though I was against the cold. A sensation, almost electric, pulsed like a wave across my skin, and the light of the moon washed over all now an almost phosphorescent white. The snow-covered ground glowed around me, and the atmosphere buzzed in my ears. I stopped, without knowing why, a short distance from the gaping maw of the split stone, the crevice pitch-black darkness, and the stone itself glimmering in the crystalline moonlit winter. From the depths of darkness between the stone stepped a creature. At first I mistook it for a dog, but it was more than that. It was as high as my waist, and covered in thick white fur, as white as the snow through which it strode in my direction. As it approached me, I felt my previous fear begin to diffuse and change into something else, something I couldn't quite identify with any word I knew. It watched me, no, it saw me, as if to scrutinize and consider my presence. As it came close within a few steps, its snout tilted up as it met my gaze, and the light of the moon caught its eyes, the left eye an icy pale blue, and the right eye a burnished amber. I was transfixed by the unwavering countenance on the face of this creature. There was far too much there behind the eyes for it to be merely as it appeared. No, it had to be more. And as we stood there before the ancient stone, I being evaluated by he, I felt little by little my cognition begin to fade. My thoughts became leaden, and my emotions dulled. I felt myself mentally falling backward into an enveloping pool of numbness and lethargy. All I could see was the bright face of the strange beast. And then, in my mind, in a voice that assaulted my senses in a too warm, too intense, overdriven tone, I heard a scant two words. Not he. The world swung drunkenly backward, even as my vision blared painfully white. I don't remember anything else about that night. The next thing that I do remember is being awakened by the sun as it began its climb into the sky and shot its rays between the trunks of the ancient trees. When my head cleared, I ventured to sit up and look about me in a vain attempt to figure out what had happened. Of the creature that had approached me, I saw nothing, excepting the set of footprints that came from the center of the split stone— they stopped there before the place that I had fallen back like a timbered oak into the snow. But of the creature's departure, I saw no sign. End 
Now, if you're enjoying Fido, then you should definitely subscribe on your podcast platform of choice so you don't miss an episode. You can also go to FidoPodcast.com and listen on any device. Make sure and share Fido with your friends and family if you like what you're hearing. Word of mouth is my best advertisement. Don't forget to leave me a comment or a question and I might be able to read them on the air. I love hearing from my listeners. Don't miss the store as well. T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, and even a Fado pint glass can all be yours. Look for the link on my website. You also don't want to miss out on the exclusive new Fedork fan t-shirt. You'll have to message me in order to get one because they're not on any website. So, if you're a true Fedork, let me know. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Fado Podcast. And if you would like to support the show more directly, you can become a patron. I'm on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. There is behind-the-scenes content, early access to upcoming episodes, merchandise discounts, and if you join, you'll get a personal handwritten thank you from me in the mail, as well as a Fido sticker. Also, you'll get a mention here on the show. That brings us to the end of Episode 1 of Folktale Week 2021. Watch for the next episode of Fido coming soon. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you once upon a next time. Fido is a member of the Pizza Rice Podcasting Collaborative. Check us out at pizzaricepodcast.com.